0: hi everyone welcome to vikings now vikings with a big victory over green bay but at what cost that's what we'll dive into plus much more with us don mitchell pierre Nugent, with the fox 9 sports team and don let's start with you right out of the gate it's kurt cousins it sounds like an achilles we have some national members saying that it's torn and that it's done the vikings aren't going that far But I did find it unusual for Kevin O'Connell to come out and say, we fear it's an Achilles. So I think they do have a pretty good idea of what they're looking at here.
1: Yeah, we were all watching it in the sports department all at the same time. And as soon as you saw it, it just kind of looked like it would be. So they're fearing it. When they first just said it was an ankle, I think that just get him out of the situation, get him into the locker room, check it out. But if it is indeed just a ruptured Achilles, I mean, that changes the whole complexion, obviously, the rest of the season. But it was just when – He was getting an offensive line in front of him, a defense on the other side, starting to get all this a little bit maybe national attention. He doesn't care about that, but the victories three in a row. So it's almost like everyone is saying, why can't we get nice things here in Minnesota? It just just seems to be a perfect storm, but the worst timing.
2: Yeah, and the problem is, is now Tuesday is the trade deadline. And one thing you weren't anticipating is having to trade for a quarterback. And I'm still not sure that the Vikings are going to do that. And I'm not sure there's a market out there for a quarterback that could potentially save your season. If Kirk Cousins is going to miss the rest of the season, Nick Mullins is still on IR. He's not eligible to return until the same week that Justin Jefferson is eligible to return. That's why Jaron Hall took the snaps today at quarterback. So we could potentially be looking at a situation where Jaron Hall makes his first NFL start. Next week, when the Vikings go to Atlanta to take on the Falcons, I don't know how ready Jaron Hall is for that. I don't know how ready the Vikings are for Jaron Hall to be the starter next week, but they might not have a choice Mm -hmm. depending on the injury status to Kirk Cousins, which looks like it could very well be a potentially season-ending injury, so... With the trade deadline coming up on Tuesday.
0: All right. You don't have much time to figure it out. You
2: don't. And it's not like quarterbacks grow on trees. And even if you're looking for a backup type quarterback, those aren't as read, readily available as you would like with only 48 hours to go until the deadline. So, is in a tough spot here. Tough spot real tough spot if, if you're trying to – to find some quarterback help. I do forward. like
1: Twitter saying, hey, there's Tom Brady. Hey, there's Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> hey, let's let KO go on out there. I mean, you, like you said, they've got to know how to run the offense. It's very complicated. They've got to be in the system. So, yeah, time is not on their side at all. Well,
0: there's a quick list that we've come up with. Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan, Colt McCoy, Joey Flacco, Nick Foles. Uh, any of those interest you, Pierre?
2: Not really. Um, <laughs>
0: Well, right. I mean, the Jets passed on all these guys as well. When they lost Rodgers, they decided to keep it in-house and just go. Granted, they have a a better option with Zach Wilson than the Vikings do with Hall, at least as far as experience goes. Um, But, I mean, they got to go get a body. There's
2: really only one name on that list that I heard that I I would think, you know, a guy who's capable of managing a game, perhaps, is Colton McCoy who, you know, still has some – I think he's still got some decent football left in him, but the rest of them, Carson Wentz, we've seen what we've seen. how Carson Wentz is one of the most baffling NFL careers that I've ever come across with the way he was looking like an MVP candidate before he injured his knee in that year the Eagles won the Super Bowl and just the downhill trajectory that he has taken. But uh, Matt Ryan, no. I think Matt Ryan's probably happy in the booth <laughs> as well. So uh, Colt McCoy I think could step in and potentially – I'm not going to say help you, but maybe keep the ship – somewhat afloat but it, you know if, if Colt McCoy is is in a Vikings uniform and he's not in a Vikings uniform I kind of feel like the result is the same so
0: right wh- and what
2: difference does it really make
0: out of that list the only guy that has any connection that I could find with O'Connell is that they were together in Washington yeah so if O'Connell thinks he could do a quick fix on somebody maybe that's a target he says. I can work with this kid. I know what he's got, or I know how horrible he is. I want nothing to do with him. Right,
2: right. And it's um, it, it's a very, very difficult situation for Minnesota. And uh, boy, it, it Kirk Cousins has been so durable over the years. We almost mm-hmm. take it for right. granted. Right, we talk about yeah. it all the time. Look at all granted. the blasts
0: yeah. that he gets. Even this game, he got blasted and, and several it, times. He
2: did. And the worst part about it is a non-contact injury. That yep. that it just. Boy, the, the odds of that happening are, are just – you shake your head and, and you think to yourself, how in the world did this happen? How did this happen? And and, and we're sitting here not talking about a turf. You know, this is natural yep, grass. We can't blame
0: right. U.S. Bank Stadium yeah, for this one. We can't
2: exactly. blame the turf. And this is a natural grass situation at Lambeau Field. And, boy, the Vikings are on the wrong end of this injury bug.
1: You know, when you talk about just how durable he's never missed a game because of an injury ever in his career, the only – game he missed was back in 2021 when he had COVID 19 that was it so it's not only it's so funny how many times you can look at twitter look at social media and how how many people put down kirk cousins all the time and all these people like oh no what are we gonna do now (laughs) so now like they're all like what so like you don't appreciate what you have until it's gone
0: right and and for kirk don this is really couldn't come at a worse time because he's taken this to the end the vikings didn't agree to his Apparent extension offer that his management team came up with and put on the table. Mm-hmm. So now he's what 36 years old and is going to be an unproven commodity going into the free agent market if the Vikings don't work out a deal with him. Uh, so you got to feel for him, too. I mean, he's got plenty of money, it's not like he's going to go broke, but still, it, this was setting up for another monster payday for Kirk, and it looks like now that may not happen.
1: Well, I will say he'll still be in good situation because at least five teams need a quarterback next year, right? So, I mean, starting with the Buccaneers, you can go right down the list. So, Kirk will probably find a job. I mean, here we are, just we're wondering who can we can get in the short term. So, right. next year, I, I'm not afraid that he will find a job. I'm just – They can't put the franchise tag on him, you know, all this stuff that kind of is the perfect storm for him. Yes, he has enough money, but he wanted to end his career here with the Vikings. So he said, um, and that may not be the case. Well,
0: maybe though this will allow the Vikings to keep him because the market will be down on him Mm. and he won't get a four-year record-breaking, I'm now the highest-paid quarterback in the league. Because if he continued on the trajectory that he was Pierre, this guy was going to get a fortune because yep. he leads the NFL in, touching, in touchdown passes. He leads them in this. He leads them in that. I mean, the guy is a statistical wonder. It's the victories that don't follow him, and that's why he has these people that keep grousing about him, but it takes more than one guy to win a football game. But he's going to miss out on, on a home run contract if this is indeed a season-ending and it's a year recovery, right? Even if he comes back, he may not be ready by training camp. He we could see, be like
1: Rogers, well, though. Right? Right? I'm sure he's calling he Aaron right surgery. now. <laughs>
0: well, he's going to call that surgeon, that's for sure, if what we saw is true with Mr. Rogers, But, yeah. you know, for for I know we're supposed to consider ourselves only with the Vikings, but Kurt's done so much for this franchise and the community and – you know he doesn't deserve a, a, a situation like this.
2: No, he really doesn't, and it's it's a very very tough blow for him. And, and you said it perfectly. I mean, it sets up a really really curious situation going into the off season because he may not be able to go by training camp. He may not be able to go by week one. So, what type of deal will right. Kirk Cousins will be looking at looking when, it, right? when he? It, that's 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 really the 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 tough part for him for the team. It. it it's a bit of a cruel twist of fate here because Minnesota has now won three in a row and are looking better and better with each passing week. And are they now playing themselves out of the Caleb Williams sweepstakes or potentially maybe even Drake may who might go in the top 10 of the NFL draft when the draft rolls around next spring. Um, I think, I think (laughs) now our, our, we, we, you probably are thinking to yourself, well, with Kirk Cousins not being able to play potentially the rest of the season, you're probably going to get back into those sweepstakes if he doesn't play. So that question may answer itself by season's end. But I don't – I Kirk Cousins has played great football for this franchise most of the time, yep. most of the time. Not all of the time, but most of the time. And with the way he was playing, I, I was thinking to myself, how could he not resign him? How could you not?
0: Well, that's what I thought, especially when they put the offer on the table. Uh, Supposedly, I mean, we didn't see any contract or hear numbers, but we heard that uh, his staff was putting together a package, an extension to finish here in Minnesota, and they said it was a discount. That's the rumors that we hear from the NFL analysts. So, Don, if that was the case, I mean, it certainly seems like it was Kweisi and O'Connell's decision that you know what we're done with this we're ready to move on we don't think he's that quarterback that can get us over the top
1: and when was that done though was that done before the niners game <laughs> you know no it was know, training camp it oh, was this summer camp. Right, so this summer
0: they talked about it
1: and they didn't know when when they kind of shot themselves in the foot the first few games you know they're probably looking like oh this is brilliant but then when they started seeing it was Kirk engineering these other getting the team together first of all engineering you look at his passing yards i think he had over what already twelve thousand or something going into the niners game then who who knows how many years past he had over 274 i think today before he got hurt right you look at what they offered him beforehand they might have said yeah, we're ready to move on and then they said oh, not so fast but now hopefully they had a plan in place because they had to find a future for this team at some point. That's Granted. what a competitive rebuild is. But how along on that path, we'll never know. But um, I, I hope they're further down than all of us are. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so
0: all right. So let's go back to today's game and look to the future. Once again, the Vikings defense stepped up. Pierre, you mentioned it earlier, how they've dominated. Uh Don, can this team now win with this defense? I mean, what a laughable question. If you talked about this team's defense a year ago and said, we have to win, this defense needs to lead the charge, there was no shot. They come in with less than they had a year ago, but suddenly they've been able to come up and be a legitimate defense. And they actually have won a couple of games because of the defense, not the offense. So, can that really be the M.O. for the rest of the way?
1: Well, it's going to have to be at this oh, point, Oh, I know, right? that. I know it has to, be, to right? be, but do you
0: see that? Unless Jaron Hall is like
1: Superman out of a phone booth yeah. and becomes like the next Tom Brady. But I do see it, and, and I, I say this only, if we were just looking at like the Eagles or the first few games, no. But how they've come along, they, they're situationally aware. They... Um, they Never give up, and, and when I say like say today in specific, yes, we saw Josh Metellus have a huge game. Before it was Cam Bynum, then yep. Harrison Smith, and then there's Jordan Hicks. Like these these guys are having these huge games and and coming away with takeaways and points. Um, but also they need to when they need to stop it when they know situa- you know like hey, our quarterback is out. You know, we've got four minutes left. We have to nail this down, just like they had to nail down the victory before. And then you see guys that step up, and I think it's Harry, and then Daniel, and even uh, uh, Harry Phillips. You know, they're coming up with big plays. I think they can. But how much will this Kirk Cousins injury trickle down in terms of attitude in the locker room could be a big factor.
2: If you can't move the ball, you're going to create short fields for your defense, and that's a problem and i think that is a real danger for this defense moving forward however
0: all right because we can't run the ball <laughs> i right. mean yes. it's getting better granted but we they got their first rushing touchdown Correct. of the season but it's not the uh, the bell cow for this team.
2: Yeah, because Kevin O'Connell now is going to have to go back to the drawing board because he is really going to have to examine how this offense is going to move the ball moving forward if it doesn't have Kirk Cousins. And like you said, Jim, if it wasn't able to run the ball with Kirk Cousins (laughs) under center, then how is any defense going to buy the threat of a run with Jaron Hall under center? Or or even Nick Mullins, potentially, if he comes back from IR. So that's – he's – Kevin O'Connell's got his work cut, cut out for him now. Defensively, though, uh, how many times on this podcast now have I said? I hope I I wish Brian Flores would watch this podcast at some point because I want Brian Flores to know how much money he owes me for how much I have just touted <laughs> him from day one. Uh, because in maybe the last he does, maybe, he, maybe does. he does, yeah, he does. You know? I mean, I should the be checks the, in the mail. I as should be say. the PR man for Brian Flores at this point because in the last five games, Minnesota has allowed twenty points or less in the last five. They've allowed. To, uh, less than 20 in four of those five, including today. And Don said it, too. You you see Josh Mattels with a pass breakup today and an interception. Makai mm-hmm. Blackman, for a rookie, emerging in front of our very eyes, I think, had a couple of nice pass breakups, one included in the end zone. I like what I'm seeing from Makai Blackman. I like what I see from DJ Wanham, who has filled in admirably for Marcus Davenport while he's been uh, on the shelf. DJ Wanham has had a terrific year under Brian Flores, I love what Flores has done with his defense. But now I feel like it's going to get an incomplete type of grade if Kirk Cousins has missed the rest of the season. It's too much stress that's going to be put on
0: this defense.
1: Well, and also Dean Lowry got hurt today. Yeah. So he yeah. went out with a groin injury. So that's going to be a big blow. He's been playing fantastic.
0: Yeah. Well, and here's the other, the one fly in the ointment I'll put at you for Flores. The Since one. you're the you're the a defender, yeah. you're the defender of him.
1: <laughs> Am I Switzerland?
0: Uh, so, yeah, no, no, this is the. This it never <laughs> gets violent. I got with the Boston College guy. No, no. So okay, so here's here's the deal. The only time his defense wins games, it's when he's going against inexperienced quarterbacks. Okay. He Fair. Bryce Young, yep. No clue what he was looking at. Brock, Jordan Love, Brock no. Birdie yep, Purdy. Right. And uh, the fourth one, there's one other one that escapes me that he faced this year that had little or no experience. It was the Bears game. It was. Oh, yeah. Justin Fields. Fields Well, even Justin Fields had no idea in
2: that game, too, and and Badgett had to come in. Right.
0: But Justin Fields, a lot of Sundays, doesn't have any idea what he's looking at. And that's why the Bears are where they are. But can he do this against elite quarterbacks? That's the thing, right? Because they've all seen this. They've seen what's coming. Okay, I know this stunt or this bluff. They don't panic like these young quarterbacks have been. So can he step up against uh, guys that have a little more experience under their collar?
2: Fair question. Um, I think we're going to have to wait a couple of weeks for – for that to to kind of come to fruition and see if we can answer that question, because next week they go to Atlanta. We're not sure who the starting quarterback is going to be in Atlanta because Desmond Ritter was benched today, so we don't know if Desmond Ritter is going to be starting a quarterback. We don't know if it's going to be somebody else. So and, I don't think
0: and either of them scare you. Right? No, no,
2: of course not. And that's and that's you know greatest <laughs> right, little so play into his that head. Exactly, one hundred percent. So um, I, I think that's a I think that's a fair critique. I, I uh, we I'm still not. 100% sold on the talent no, that uh, this defense has. And that's why I think, yeah, I, I'm not, I can't, I don't really have an answer to that question. But I, it's I just see, is
0: interesting how, you yeah,
2: know. Yeah. And I see a group that plays hard. And I see oh, a group yeah. that plays discipline. And I see a group that is bought into the defensive scheme that Brian Flores is set up for them.
1: Yeah, but let me say one thing. They faced two experienced quarterbacks, okay, and Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, and they only lost both of those games by one score. I know it, they, right. it seemed horrible in our minds because we're like, oh, they're they're shooting themselves in the foot. but And that was a defense that really hadn't even gelled yet. So I, I don't think it's fair to say that they don't perform well against experienced quarterbacks that know how to win.
0: Well, I think they have a tougher time dealing with that, and I still felt like Hurts was just like, oh, we can run every play for seven <laughs> yards. Well, let's just do that. And right. if he had to fire it up, he could have. And the same with Mahomes. He was just kind of like, oh, well, you know, we're ahead, so we're fine. Herbert but as well had a big we'll game. You know, yeah, he was another, it, especially so. that dump-offs. They yeah. destroyed him with yep. those. That's right. That's another one. All right. Um, so, okay, we, we agree that this defense works. And, Don, you've said it before in your stories that how uh, Flores puts the guys in situations where they're comfortable and then they can excel because they're not thinking, right?
1: Yeah, and you see a guy like Josh Metales who even plays some linebacker, you know. So they've been moving him around, kind of chess pieces, and he's even taking input from the guys. Like, hey, I really like to do this, and I used to do this. Can we – and so he says he always says it's our defense. It's not my defense. You know, it's the player's defense. So it's not even buying into it. They feel that they are part of it, that they have a say. And and the fact that now they, he's kind of taken the lid off of, he goes, an emphasis on fun. They even set up a choreographer for their celebrations, <laughs> right? I think it was Najee Thompson, right? They're like we want Najee to come up with these choreographed celebrations. And people at first they were like, "Well, what do you mean?" They said, "Well, if you se- you practice a celebration, then it means you're going to do something to get there." So there's even the mind meld of having that makes positive. Wasn't thing. Wasn't it thriller so.
2: today? Wasn't it thriller today <laughs> <Yeah>. after <laughs> the interception? I a little Halloween tribute. Yeah. So yeah, g- yeah, get on them. <laughs>
0: All right, so if there is no Cousins, which it looks like in the short time, we don't know long-term, running the ball, Cam Akers. uh, Again, he seems to be slighted in his use, but when he does get in there, he does do damage. Can this running attack actually get to the level where it could do something, Don? If you look at what you've seen with Alexander Madison, he was supposed to be the guys. I got the numbers right here on the boys. What did they do today? Uh, Madison, 31 yards. Mm-hmm. Okay, Cam Akers, 19 yards. He only had nine carries. I mean, it's it's got to become more than what it is. 31 carries, 62 yards, average of exactly two yards per play.
1: And it was a little confusing for me today. I thought maybe at some point Cam Makers was going to be the (laughs) RB1, kind of taking over that role. Right, right. Right. Just the way he was running, powerful. He runs north and south. He can catch better out of the backfield than Madison can. And then all of a sudden they pull back, and Madison's back in there. And and it's – do you have one guy and just let him rip? Like, we already know that Madison um, had that chance. Do we give Cam Akers that chance? Or they just really want to platoon it and just get average? That's all I'm seeing out there. The one thing I'm disappointed in Alexander Madison this year is I just feel like he gets bullied around out there in the line of scrimmage. He, he just he can't power through. I mean, we knew he was not going to be a Delvin Cook at all. Right. He but doesn't I have I that physical I think I've been stature. surprised by that, yeah.
2: Dalvin Cook might want to be traded. Think <laughs> you bring him back? Yeah, bring him back right? at some point. <laughs> Can he throw too? Um the um <laughs> I I'm not a I'm not a big believer in in Cam Akers in terms of overtaking Alexander Madison for the number 1 role in terms of a every down not every down type back, but a back that you turn around and hand the ball off to 20 times. I think that this is going to be a platoon type situation whether it's even Ty Chandler if he gets in the game at some point and contributes in some way. I don't think the Vikings have a true number one running back. I think they understand that. I don't think the scheme right now is good enough to get them where they want to be on the ground. So that's why I think even though they're going to – you'll see them run the ball still, however –
0: Is it the scheme or is it the people trying to execute the runs? I think it's a little bit of both. I think it's a little bit of both. I I would think it's that because I think O'Connell could figure out running plays. (laughs) for people to get in an opening well, I and, think, and hit it. And I, the line has been much better. I
2: think it's a little bit of both. Uh, the line has been better. I would agree with that. I think what you're going to see is a lot more short dump-offs, a lot more screens, a lot more you know design-type short pass plays to, to kind of oh, mimic yeah. a running game, so to speak, because let's face it, when these guys are running in between the tackles – I don't. I, I, I don't. Uh, we're in week eight. We're eight weeks now. Right, what that's evidence? What, I mean. what evidence do we have at this point that leads you to believe that either Alexander Madison or Cam Akers is going to be a back that's capable of running in between the tackles and getting four or five yards a carry? We haven't seen that yet, and I don't think we're going to see it even further because Kirk Cousins isn't a threat behind uh, the offensive line because he's not going to be there. Right. There's no threat of Kirk Cousins throwing the ball. So. It just it's it's about to go from bad to a lot worse in the running game. If if, from my perspective, if you're committed to turning around, handing the ball off Mm -hmm. and hoping somebody breaks uh, breaks off a run in between the tackles, I think you're going to be in trouble.
0: All right. Uh, So as we wrap this up and you can follow us, whatever, click subscribe. Everywhere you get your podcasts (laughs) and YouTube, whatever it is that you can find this. Thank you for finding us. the future of the season and i'm not going to hold anybody to this but don what does your gut tell you right now how big of a gut punch is this with cousins this is it is a one huge that uh, gut punch. you get, you guys always do sink or sail on game day live is this season sinking or is it still going to sail
1: you know i'd have to say sinking i mean it let's say he is out for the season it is a ruptured achilles I don't see these games that we looked coming up as a softer schedule, if right, you will, right. and easier. They're not gimmies. Well, no game is a gimme, but they're not, it's not soft anymore. Uh, a- unless Jaron Hall surprises us this next week, or at least they may, uh, make a big trade, just going on what we see today, I don't, I don't know. It, it changes it for me.
2: I don't th- – if Kirk Cousins is out for the remainder of the season. Yeah, and
0: then again, we do yeah. not know that it's for a fact. We're, right. uh, we're just putting this out there just because uh, that's what we do. Yeah, It doesn't if, look good.
2: If Kirk Cousins is out for the remainder of the season, I don't see how the Vikings win any more than two games the rest of the way. Um, it, it's hard mm-hmm. for me to really find a way that Jaron Hall or Nick Mullins comes in and runs the offense as efficiently as Kirk Cousins runs this offense, and boy, could this not have come at a worse time? Because this team was starting to get it going, three wins in a row. The division is still there for you. I know Detroit plays on Monday Night Football, so right. that that's still undetermined in, in in what their result is. But yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, man, I'm, I'm, I'm just gutted for him. I really am. And and I, in a way I'm gutted for this team because mm-hmm. after the start and and you know the 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 dirt that everybody was shoveling on them including on this podcast at sometimes you know with the way the season started. No, and, you never and, you and never
0: go after people.
2: Well, you know, well, you know, 2 weeks ago I was right about the 49er game, but that's fine. We'll we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll just we'll gloss over that. Um so of we will. Uh, so the it's just a a really tough moment for this franchise because now it just feels like it's at a crossroad because of everything we talked about earlier with what you do now with the quarterback position. I mean, at this point in my mind, I'm thinking, forget the rest of the season. What is the quarterback going to look like in 2024? Who's it going to be? Whether it's going to be a rookie, whether it's going to be a second-year man, whether it's going to be Kirk Cousins. Or a bridge
0: quarterback. You sign somebody until you figure out, you know, you don't get the draft guy you want, so you got to go bridge and – What does that do to Jefferson Jefferson and signing his deal? And and the snowball starts coming down the hill right at him.
2: This is the type of injury where we may look back in a few years and think this was a Mm course-altering type injury for Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. And and who knows where the Vikings are going to be two, three, four years down the line
0: now. Right. We saw it when Teddy Bridgewater went down. It just was a domino effect for the team and sent him careening backwards uh, for years because they went out and spent a number one to get Bradford. Then they didn't have that number one when the draft came around and all the things that went on. And, you know, it put the franchise in a difficult spot, like it appears they are heading down.
1: What I think is the hardest thing, I, I, I know we're all looking for the future, but if you just with this team now, Right. It's almost like the light was at the end of the tunnel, right? We have gone through the hard part of the schedule. We're we're gonna get J.J. back in just two more games, you know. We we've done We don't need bad. him.
0: We're three and and0 without the
1: guy. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> come yeah. on, he's
0: overrated. And yeah, it's like guys yeah. are trade him back. for a quarterback. Yeah. Guys
1: are getting healthy. You know, it's it's almost like, you know, the little engine that could. We're coming up the hill, then all of a sudden, whoosh, you know, it, it's almost like, you know, there was like an avalanche and, and that light just went right out. So I feel for Kirk Cousins. I feel for the team, but I also know they have that fighting spirit that it's not over yet. But um, what is it going to look like for the rest of this season? And like you said, it could be altering for the whole franchise unless, you know, Kwesi and, and Kevin were brilliant, and they're like, well, this is going to be the last year for them anyway. We're just going to put our plan in place earlier, but right. it's going to be a scramble for the end of the year. Do they just write it off? So we're, we're in that big uh, toss-up right now.
0: Yeah, and, and I, uh, one thing that just popped in my head, Pierre, right – Say you go out and make a trade for a quarterback, you include draft picks. Mm-hmm. Does that then kill you for the draft when you're looking for a young yes. quarterback next time? Yes, it does. So that also has to weigh into it. How much do we want a mortgage to salvage this current season?
2: Case Keenum's not walking through that door, unfortunately. Um, oh. You know, so I don't, I don't force it. If, if it was, you know, I, I would have to imagine that Quasi is thinking, like you said, Jim, there's no way I can include draft picks, you know, because that's not part of the plan. The, the the plan was to be a, a competitive rebuild. I still hate that phrase because what does that mean? Because if you if you win in between seven and nine games, you, that puts you out in no man's land, and that doesn't put you in a position to get a quarterback that you want in the next year's draft if that's what you're trying to do. And it doesn't. It's not good enough to get you in the playoffs probably. So, I, you you either have to fully tank, not tank the players. You either have to right. fully just admit to yourself we are going to tear this thing down and start from scratch, or. You are you are all in all the time. You will do whatever it takes to get a player in here that will try to get you to the postseason to give yourself a chance. So I don't see the Vikings being in a position right now to have that type of mentality where we're going to scour the quarterback market and maybe we'll see a team that's down on its luck right now. Um, you know, maybe – like Tennessee, for example, with Will Levis, who had a phenomenal game today against Atlanta. If he turns out to be the real de- real deal, and now uh, Tennessee is thinking about trading Malik Willis or even Ryan Tannehill, maybe that's a situation that suddenly comes to fruition in the next couple of days. I don't know, but I, I I'm not going to be I'm not going to be a buyer. That's the thing at the deadline. If 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 I'm the Vikings, I'm not going to be a buyer at quarterback to just potentially maybe band-aid. stay afloat. Right, yes, right, correct. Right. Yes.
0: All right, we'll see where it goes. Thank you so much for joining us here on Vikings Now. Uh, Watch us on TV, watch us online, follow us on Twitter. We'll get you there, the information, uh, whatever the Vikings decide to do will be your place to figure it all out. For Don Mitchell, Pierre Newsom, I'm Jim Rich. Thanks so much for listening, and uh, please come back again.